This week, finishing one Masechta and immediately starting another Masechta. Such a beautiful accomplishment. Let's get straight into it. Let's dive right in to the last daf we're holding at the end of daf Lamatessam with base by the Mishnah at the bottom of the daf, three lines down, three lines on the bottom of the daf. And we're in the middle of discussing, and we pretty much finished the Masechta, discussing the Indian of Tchumim, things that are belonging to one person have the din that they can walk and they can go and they can be carried to the place where the owner uh, basically can go himself. So that's where we are holding. Imagine if a person basically seemed to have owned uh, some kind of field somewhere and he had all his fruits and vegetables, whatever, in a different place, in a different town. Right? Remember, what's going on over here is the people who live in that town, right? The town that his stuff is in. What they did was the Erevu, they made an Erev Tchumim. Why did they do that, Lahavi, to bring Etzloi to him, Mi Peirosov, from his fruits? Right? So that's what happened. They, they made an Erev to bring him some of his fruits, basically. Loyavu Loy. They can't do it. They can't, they can't bring his, because at the end of the day, he cannot go there. Rashi brings this down before ish. Right? Mipro uh, says Rashi, me pay Rosov, right? They can't bring from his fruits. Hoyl Vuhula Erev Shem Darkold Kuraglea Bailim. He never made an Erev to there. And since the fruits belong to him, they can't go. Extended of the Khum that he himself can't go. So very good the people in the city, they made an Erev, that's very beautiful, but they don't own the fruits. This guy does, right? Vim Erev who but if this guy came along and made an Erev, meaning the owner of the produce, he made the Erev, so therefore now he's able to go to that place where he owns his fruits. Peirosov Kumbayu. Then obviously he's allowed to bring all the fruits because they have the din of him and therefore there's no problem. Next, as we turn the page, Mem Obadalaf. Misha Zimen Etzle Orchim. Somebody that invited guests from a different city and the reason that they can come is because they have an Erev. Right? That's basically what's going on over here. They should not bring back with them some food in a little bit of a doggy bag after the Suda. Unless the owner was zakit to them the food and Erev Yontif. Why? So the simple understanding is very easy. Because when Yontif came in, who did this belong to the food? It belonged to the owner. So he can only go a certain place. So it's very nice that the guests made an Erev to come in. But that doesn't help them because the fruit didn't belong to them at that stage. And the fruit belonged to the owner of the house who's not going anywhere who didn't make an Erev. So basically what this missionary is doing is telling us all different situations of how guests can and, and how things can be moved from one to another. V'chole, v'chole. Now, uh, let's start the Gemara. Itma. Yeah? Hamafkid peiros eitzel chaveri. Somebody that basically leaves fruits by his friend to look after them. Rav Oma. Rav says, Karagli Mishi Hifkidui Loi. Right? What din does the, does the, the, does the fruits have? And the Shoima, the one that basically it was mafkid by, even though he doesn't own them. But if I say he's the Shoima, he's looking after them. So now these fruits get his din. Whether he can go, they can go. No, the owner, the one who's mafkid it, the owner of them, he's the guy, and therefore they belong to him, therefore they can go wherever he can go. It doesn't make a difference with the guy who's looking after them. Zukdi Gemara, Lema Rav Shmuel, the Ozu Tamayitz, obviously Rav and Shmuel, the Shitosu, the Tanan, 
famous mission in Baba Kama, but as Hashem, we're going to get there, Pesiyata Dishmaya. Im Hichnis Berishus. If you brought something with the owner's permission into the Rishus, Balachot Sechayv. Then any nizik and any nezik, any damages that happen, it's the Balachot, so it's going to be Chayv in that. Rebbe Yaina. Loyim Ena Chayv, at Shekabal, lo Balabai Sishma. He's not Chayv, unless obviously he was Mekabal himself to guard it, but otherwise not Chayv. V'om Revun, V'om Rav. Ha'alokha Kedivri Chachomim. Oh, sitting more very simple. Lema Rav In other words, Rav is the one that said that the one who looks after it goes with his tchum, obviously go with Shitastana Kamen, Baba Kama. And Shmuel is the one that said that it goes with the owner, is going with Rebbe and Baba Kama. Amalach Rav, one second, Amadami Davidin Rebbe. I can even go like Shitas Rebbe. Ad Kanak Omar Rebbe Asamala, the Bistomalaki Balalani Turusa. Over there, you know, there's no reason Mustama to assume that he basically took upon himself to have the shmira of that item. But over here, how can you? But the case of Tchum, it was Hamafkid, it was a whole situation where he is now the Shoma. So Avadi, he accepted. So even Rebbe will be Maskim. Then who does it belong to? The one who's guarding it. Because he took it, took a so when do our rabbi say over there, Baba Kama, over there, a person wants his shah, his ox, to stand in somebody else's place. Then obviously the owner's not going to be chayiv. What, you dafka wanted to be in someone else's wishes? No, not dafka. Tanan. If you made an error of the Navada, if he can go there, then his fruits can also go everywhere. Now, if you're going to tell me that you go by the Shoma, who cares if the owner made an error? It goes with the guy it was entrusted by. It was going by the guy that, that, that that's the Shoma. So, what's going on? This seems to be a whole steerer. No, we're talking about a situation in our Mishnah where the Shoma made a special, a special place in his house, in other words, to store it there. And therefore, everyone's masking, he's in Rav, that when it comes to Trum, it goes to the original owner. You can't take back you know, a bit of dessert back with you. Now, hold on a minute. If you're telling me the Trum is like the one, that's maf- that's that's shamer that's guarding it. Who cares if he gave you know rishos and he you know was mezakovit through someone to, to them over there? What's the difference? So the gemara No, because once if you mezakovit through someone else, meaning to them before yontov, so it's kiiru you made a kevin's office over there, special in your house. When you mezakovit, that's already a whole different situation. He took this meat and he put it on like this, um, I guess like a new, like a new uh, bolt that's that's basically uh, sticking out. Oh, I guess to dry it. Also, the cabbage oh, The question is, is he not taking it home? One second. If you hang it on the door, you can take it home. But if the guy where you stay, the owner of the house, the balabas, he hang it, like that he can't take it. Now, hold on. One second. Well, if he himself hung it, he'd be allowed to take it. But Ravuna, Talmud of Ravuna, as we know, is a Talmud of Rav. Rav. And what did Rav say? The Shoma. So how could he say that? Just because he hung it, it means that he could could, could take it out. 
says the more shiny avod adasha. No, that's a very different situation. When you put it on this bolt, the kamishi yichalei keren zavas domi. It's like there's a specific place for it, and therefore it's yours, and therefore it goes like you, and therefore that's why you're allowed to take it. Omele revila revashi. The inu toli lei lo shakel. One second, and if the balabos would have hung it then. Well, he would not have been allowed to take it if he should have referred Shmuel, Adam. One second. Why? What's the case? If the owner would have hung it, he wouldn't be able to take it. That what? That what? That the animal is basically going to get the trum of the one that looks after it. Even though Lamaisa, he only gets it on Yontif. So therefore, that's the case. If the owner hung up that meat, but even if it was the owner, then Avada, he should be able to take it. What if the owner would have hung it? He would not be able to take it. But now the Mishnah says, It's a very different situation. You have to understand. The Misa, it was meat that was hung. And since he was a Gavar Rabbi, was a Choshavid, he was busy thinking and learning the whole time. Right, so we didn't think of learning on time. So maybe with this meat is not kosher. It could be shalat bossa shenis alim ayin, and therefore bossa shenis alim ayin means that you can't take it because that we never know if anyone switched it. And may have switched it for tray for meat, and therefore since he was a gavra rabba, he was different. So we can't make a riot from anything over here because he's a different situation. This is what he meant. If you you're saying hang it, so why you like to take it? Same thing, no, no. Islach Simona Bagave. You know where you hung it, how you hung it, in which direction, whatever. Therefore, you never, you knew how you hung it. Zil Shaka, therefore, you could take it home. Because you recognize your own meat. If you recognize your own meat, there's no chashash that maybe someone switched it for trafe. But if the, if, the, if the owner did it, because you don't know what it was, and therefore, you didn't think about it. And therefore, that's why you can't take it. Okay, this is very important. This. This is very important. Right? Very interesting. Zugda Mishnah. You can't give to drink and you can't shecht a behemoth midborius. When the ones that grew up in the wild, basically. Right? Some of the reason over here is because the das of the Balin was not to do that and therefore they basically their moksha because no one no one had the government to use them. But the ones that are domesticated in the house, on Yontov you can give them to drink and you can shecht. They grow in the they they, they grow up and uh, they live and they sleep in the city. In the pasture, in the fields, whatever. Yeah. I understand. You can give it to drink and shak like shakting is what we discussed. It was drinking going on over here. So the a very interesting piece of information. There's something else that's teaching us at the same time. You want to shakt an animal and you want to do it in the best way possible, give it to drink and then shakt it. Why? Because if you give it to drink before shkita, the um, skin sort of detaches itself, doesn't become so stuck to the meat. And therefore it's easy to skin the animal after shkita. So the Mishra was just teaching us bag of, bag of the way to do things. <laughs> very interesting. By the way, very interesting thing because there is a shulchanurich in our Hamism Shinchov Dalad, Sif Aleph. So also in Hoshanto, by the way, Top Tadizayin. But basically goes with our Shokhan with our Mishnah and Gemara also that you're not allowed to feed wide animals, wild animals, 
or wild birds or fish or anything like that on, on Shabbos or Yontav. What's the reason? The reason is because if you feed them, you're worried that you may come to trap them, right? Now we're talking about undomesticated ones, right? The Bishtabura, in Shinchav Dalis, Gotten brings down that there's a, there was a minig, there was a minig to put out wheat kernels of bread and crumbles of cake, whatever, on Shabbos Shira. Because the birds that would eat the foods are basically got no um, loneliness. And therefore, you're not allowed to feed animals. So, how can you do this? However, however, that being said, there's a Modika Urchashulchan over there in Shinchov Dalisikot and Gimel, where he brings down that since the Kavana behind the Minig is to give a Korosato to the birds, who are saying Shira, so therefore we're doing it for that reason, for the birds' benefit, and therefore it's Mutter. The Heilige Minchasalusa brings another reason for the Minig. He said, Dosim Ravirin wanted to try to disprove Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, Nevuah, that the Mon would not fall on Shabbos. And then, by, you know, they on Shabbos night, they, they, they um, yeah. So the birds came and ate the Mon before, and then they put it out already on, um, what did they do? They put it out on Shabbos night, the second portion, right? So the birds came and ate it before anyone even discovered it. And therefore, as an expression of thanks, to make sure that no one could basically disprove Moshe Rabbeinu, we give some of the food. Now, anyway, since that's the reason, that's why you have to do it. But it's interesting how the Mishabura and everyone are discussing this Gemara that, on this Mishnah that we're just mentioning. No, I'm sorry. Right, they go out to the place, out to the city of They go back, they come back with the first rain, which is about Machashvan, about now. In the One second. Hold on a minute. You're telling me the free Rebbe that a behemoth that does not come into the city is Moksa, and therefore you can't shaft it. One second. Rebbe holds a Moksa. Right? Dates that were not fully uh, ripened on the tree. What's the din of Reb Shimon who does not hold of Moksa? What din does he hold? Are you allowed, are you allowed to eat them on Yontif or not? Amalus Rebbe said, A Moksa. Reb Shimon, as we turn the page of Isaiah, they only hold the muksa by something that you you took those things, the grapes, and you want to make raisins, you put them on the roof, and that's it. I never want to see these things until they're ready. So therefore, since you did a maizah daim, showing that I don't want to have these things, that's muksa, but nothing else is muksa. So therefore, we have a kash over here. If that's the case, how could you be shimon holes that behemoth with burrows are muksa? You didn't do a maizah daim to show that you don't want it. So therefore, there shouldn't be muksa. You should be allowed to shakht it. So the Gemara 3 to it. Okay, ready? E number one. These animals that don't come into the city, right? Like Rashi says, are considered to be like Grogu Simukim. They're Muktzah because uh, there's, no, there's no big Turk to bring them in because you didn't show that I don't want them. Yeah? It's the second territory over here that you could say, meaning he himself doesn't hold this way, but he was just going in the other Shita. Third answer and last answer. Or you could say that really. Rebbe holds like Rib Shimon that it's Mukta only if you dachabi a dime. And therefore these behemoths are not Mukta Bakhal. Ah, it's what's Psha. Lidivendi Rabbonon Kumru's going to shit his Rabbonon. Lididi, according to me, a Mukta. These behemoths are not Mukta, Allah Lidid Khu, but according to you, I didn't mean at least be masked him to me. Hey, the Yotz of Rose, but Bessam Rosam Revere is showing that the Bosses saying that they're considered to be household animals. From the Rabbonon, lie. We don't agree. Midbarye saying these are wild animals, undomesticated animals. Hundred Allah machine in Beirais, the sleeker Masachtas Beitzah. Baruch Hashem, my boy say. 
You know, I was just thinking today, like, I, I don't know how I have the koyach for this. And mamish don't. Sometimes I feel like, seriously, how am I going to do this? Another masechta? Like, whoa! But then I think it, it's the koyach to rabbim. Because I know there are people out there that are listening, and you give me chizuk, I know that, then it just gives me the chizuk to continue. So I want to thank all of you, because it's every single one of you that are listening. And many of you I know personally. Many of you I'd love to know personally. If you want to send me an email, please, office at basedovid.com. Office at basedovid, B-E-I-S, dovid.com. And let me know how it's too fast, too slow, more this, more that, boring, whatever. Happy to, you know, constructive criticism is, is the only way to grow. And I'm happy to hear what you have to say. And I'm looking forward to delving Be'ez HaShem in the next Masechta. Rosh Hashanah tomorrow, I get to Vach, I'm muzzled to Gavach, I'm muzzled for the Masechta.